Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Build Shop Podcast. I am one half of the hosting crew, Ryan Brath, and I'd like to welcome to the show, as always, the other half of the show. Mike, how's it going? RB, happy new year, 2022. Exciting to uh, kick off the uh, the podcast. I didn't think we'd get a uh, recording session this early into the new year, but um, lots of stuff on the go. Excited to get back in the office. Excited to get the podcast uh, up and running again. So um, yeah, let's dive into it. There, there's a lot to talk about, Mike. I feel like it's been a whole year since we talked to each other. But I'm bumped. Got to get the dad joke in there right off the bat. Okay, let's okay. Let's cut to the chase here. So the reason we're talking today is first off, Kapalua kicks off the the 2022 PGA Tour season. Obviously, there's the fall wraparound, so the FedEx Cup and all this stuff has already kind of started out. But you know, all the Mark Rolfing jokes aside, this is the unofficial kickoff to you know a lot of mm. people are in cold weather. They want to watch golf in sunny Hawaii. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to be there right now? Let's be honest. And uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, not just on the course, but off the course with equipment, which is what we're also here to talk about. But if we are going to talk about Kapalua, first question I got to ask, you ever been to Hawaii, Mike? I have never been to Hawaii. It is uh, it is on the list. I have a, there is a Discovery Land prod, uh, property out there called, I'm probably going to butcher the name, Makina or McKenna. Um, pretty special spot. I have uh, an open invitation to go. So I need to get out to Hawaii and... Uh, Kind of travel around those islands. My parents have been, and it looks unbelievable. The first thing when I think of Hawaii is always um, Mad Men. When I think, oh, yeah. I think Don goes with his, I don't know, second or third wife or something like that, and it's yes. just like I think of this like island. You know, it's it's like every stereotype that you could possibly imagine of like what Hawaiian life would have been, in or just like paradise vacationing in the sixties. I always think that's kind of funny. Uh, but I also have never been. I know that there is a. Uh, like a Disney property there actually, which I've, mm. um, you know, like if you have like the timeshare kind of thing, which is always an opportunity to go. Um, but you know, also never, ever been, uh, you know, played core and Crenshaw golf courses. <laughs> Definitely haven't yeah. played Kapalua plantation golf course, but, uh, you know, first off, you know, with limited field this year, we've actually got all winners this time last year, Harris English won, one for the first time in six years at a winner's only event, which is always kind of a funny joke that goes along with it. But, uh, do you have a favorite going in? Cause I mean, you know, I think this time of year, I'm going to guess a lot of guys are just treating this as a nice family tune up, you know, take the, take the family to Hawaii, go play some golf on some wide, wide fairway golf courses. What I'd like to see is the winds blow in and we see some carnage like we did last year. No offense to those guys. No, I, I agree. I mean, I like when it, you know, it's a little blistery and the weather's uh, a little nuts out there, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to, I think JT is going to have a pretty special year. I have him in a, in a major pool already, um, you know, to, to get a dub at a major. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with JT this weekend. Okay. Very interesting. Um, I think I'm pr- almost certain he's in the field. I really should have checked on this, <laughs> uh, but I think Tony Finau is in the field. I'm going to take Tony. Yeah. You know, he would be in the field. Where did he win again? He went with the Northern Trust. It was the it was the rained out one where he played Rom, and uh, that's I re- I just I remember liking that event. I know it went to, I think believe it went it was the Monday finish, but uh, I I would pick Tony, a big long golf course, piece of a golf course, um, hits it. I wouldn't say like overly high or low, but I just think for for someone like him, it's a, it's a great place to to get tuned up. And he hasn't I think I think he would have been there last year or not. Either way, but yeah, he's going to be my pick. 
I think yeah, Tony too. He's ready to kick off the season and, and get go get going really quickly. I see he's in the field. I'm another one just scrolling through the names. I mean, Victor Hovland, I think, is gonna have a pretty crazy year. Um this year. Pretty, pretty excited. I, I saw a tweet last night. We've got nine months of golf coming up. Nine oh. months of golf on TV. So there will be a lot of Sundays full of golf and helps fill the podcast with some with some cool stories. So excited to to get the the official 2022 golf season started. And this this is not like the this is not a year preview. You know, we're not we're not into that. We're here to talk about a lot of the new gear we spotted on social media over the last few days. And then also a lot of what you know, a lot of embargoes has lifted for those who aren't aware, you know, we do operate under a bit of an embargo system. So we learn about things a little bit in advance because, well, not only are we do things like this when it comes to media, but it also involves events that we might have gone to, which you'll be sharing on which you might have seen already on YouTube, or things like uh, you know. Mike, you you help manage our demo matrix at TXG, right? You have to know what's going on with a lot of this product before you order it. I mean, there used to be a time I can remember where a rep would come in and they said, we've got driver A and driver B. They wouldn't even tell you a name. They wouldn't even show you a picture of it. They would just kind of give you the rough specs and the parameters of what it's going to be. And then you'd have to order blind. And at this point in time, it really doesn't work like that, does it? No, no. And, and you know, with with as as busy as we are and and growing every year, you know, trying to bring in even a little bit more stock and forecasting. I mean, we were forecasting this year on driver A, driver B and driver B draw. That's kind of a bit of a gamble uh, <laughs> to be ordering some stuff like that. So yeah, demo matrixes are ordered. We're, we're going to start to see that stuff slowly, slowly funnel into the shops. Um, but like I said, like you and you and I have both seen products since probably early August, maybe September, we've seen some product and, you know, finally got to hit some of the stuff. So excited to get in the shops and do further testing and get customers hitting it and, and buying it and, you know, gaining some, some yardage with the, with the new stuff that's coming out for 22. Hitting stuff. I haven't hit anything yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've, I think I've, I've only hit the new, yeah, the new tailor-made. I haven't hit the Callaway stuff yet. Oh, right on. I know. And especially too, like what I know, and we do have them. I believe we we've talked about this already is the, we have Mizuno irons in, so we did mm. you can check out those videos already on, uh, on the TXG YouTube page. Pre-sale but, uh, available. Pardon me? Pre-sales up. You can order right now on the online store. That's right. There we go. Got to plug that. Uh, we I would, Normally, I'd say no free ads, but this is definitely an ad that you're more than welcome to plug, Mike. Um, but let's let's talk about what we what we what we know already, which you know everything's out at this point, and also something that we don't know. Let's tease with something that we were originally shown a couple of days ago, and that is something that we have we've mentioned. We literally mentioned it by name because it's it's no you know, it's like Honda launching a new Civic. Like that's what it's going to be called folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is the Vokey SM9. Mm-hmm. Let's tease a couple pictures. This is the first week that they've done official tour seating out on the PJ tour at Kapalua. And the first thing off the bat that I noticed is the lines are nice and like softer. I, I just think from overall. And then the other thing too, which is very much, which I know people have we posted originally on our, our social and kind of tease some of the things that are going on with it is the thicker muscle pad higher in the, in the top of the blade to yeah. help with those strikes. I know a lot of people, you know, when you open up the face in those higher lofted clubs, I think they originally did an SM six. I was doing some research a few days ago on it. And that's something where, you know, the whole goal is always, always, always just like a driver manage spin, manage miss hits, just like with a wedge is to just tighten up that spin window. So you can get better trajectory control and better spin control every single time. That's what it looks like they're doing. I mean, I'm going to guess that's the story, right? Yeah. And I mean, one thing that, you know, Titleist has a famous line when they do some of these, uh, you know, PK sessions 
it's not a revolution. It's an evolution from SM8 into SM9, but they have changed a couple things that, you know, I'm a bit of a, a fan of some wedges. And, and I think what they've done with, with SM9 is, is really, really cool. I was, I was speaking with our good friend, Aaron Dill this morning, just back and forth, kind of saying congrats on the release and all that. And, um, you know, finding out some cool information. So I'm, I'm excited again to get those in the studio start you know hitting some shots with them and you know i'm i'm sure i'm i'm well i'm 99.99 percent sure i'll have a set in the bag for uh for the start of this season mike if you got if you got aaron on text you gotta let it you gotta get him on the show here maybe we'll do that for the release we'll see what we can do about that i'm not uh, no promises but we're gonna do our best we'll see what we can do with that uh and yeah i i'm excited to just kind of like you know share what everything else is going on with these clubs because you know it is it is an evolution that's always their big thing and we saw that with the, the i mean ap series Right, which went to the T100, mm-hmm. T1, sorry, I should say T100 series, T, then the new ones, right? Um, a noticeable improvement in kind of just every part of what they do with those products, right? They're not, they're not coming out. I mean, you don't hear it nowadays anyway. You don't hear 10 yards longer, 25 yards longer, 30 yards longer. And you know, you're not going to hear that with a wedge anyways. But the idea is to be able to offer consistency. Everything now when it comes to equipment is offering consistency on mishits in different conditions, different ground conditions, all these things. And to me, that is, that is the thing that benefits the average player the most, right? We see a lot of stuff on tour. Those guys don't really miss a lot. Anyways, they all miss, they do. It just happens. But as far as how it benefits the average golfer, that's really where you start to see that, that strokes gain number get tighter, that strokes gain number go up. And, you know, maybe it means, you know, relative, if you use Arcos relative to your handicap, right, you start beating your handicap, that's your handicap starts dropping. And you see that through the proper fitting process and finding the right gear and and having that gear work for you. 100%. But the big one is, and I know there's going to be a lot of this talk over the next, let's say month to two months, three, almost three month period at this point. So, you know, next let's say 45 days. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to gear, but we got to kick it off. Tiger had it in play uh, at the PNC. I think he had a, he was photographed with a fairy wood as well, which I believe he put in play as well. Yeah. I think it was a three wood he put in play. And uh, you know, sorry, it's going to happen. Mike, it's not flying under the radar anymore. And that is the tailor made stealth. And we've got three models. Mike, you want to give us the names of those models? Yeah, we've got Stealth, we've Stealth Plus, and Stealth Draw. Draw Model D? Or yeah, no? D. No, st- Stealth Max. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, See, folks, it's so new that you forget <laughs> the name already. <laughs> we got a lot of names to remember here. Uh, and uh, you know, the big one is, you know, normally like the Plus model from a lot of companies is the quote-unquote game more game improvement one yeah. but the plus from taylor made this year is has the adjustable weight so the adjustable weight is back i know that was one thing in from one of our videos in the past when sim 2 came out was the loss of the adjustable weight mm-hmm. i'm a big fan like i know some players didn't switch to the sim 2 on tour is is there a reason for that maybe they just, i mean let's be honest the sim original was like freaking really 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 good i got one it's awesome um and, you know, to be able to, to see that evolution from model to model, they've jumped. They've done something where, you know, we've seen it in a few models in the past. I know it was mentioned is the Glory from TaylorMade, which was released in Japan, I think, three or four years ago. They had a carbon composite face. But the big news is the carbon composite face, 60 layers of carbon composite to help reduce the, um, the weight of the face by 40%. Impressive. That is a lot. 
Now you can take that number for what it is. No, I'm just, I am saying the number from TaylorMade. That's fine. You have to think about what else goes on into that. Of course, they're going to try every way to maximize exactly what that means. We're here. We're unbiased. We're trying to offer the information up as best as we can. But regardless, that is a significant number of weight loss from the club face, from the front of the club face. And if anyone's ever seen any of the videos that I've done recently where I've balanced the club heads on the nail to kind of show off center of gravity or just show off relative to other golf clubs, when you're able to move the 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 center of mass, like by millimeters, that is substantial. And to be able to take that much mass from the face and move it lower and more close to the back of the club head, that is a significant, significant difference. And what we're also seeing is the face is a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. So we've got a bigger miss area to help across the board with all of these clubs from, from the tail, like with the driver. And, uh, you know, the big thing people are commenting already is the sound. Like people were worried about the sound when they first heard about it. And, you know, so far, no complaints. When uh, when I heard about the driver and heard about the face being different, my first thing to mind was it's going to sound awful. Um, and I am a fan of all drivers, but I'm particularly a fan of TaylorMade drivers. It's something that has fitted me well for the last couple of years. Um, when we had the drivers in studio, I mean, I literally took my Sim 2 off my Diamante TB shaft, clicked in this Stealth Plus, and hit five balls, no screen on, no quad on, no hawk on, just literally for sound. No one was there. It was just completely just to hear what it sounded like. And it sounded maybe a little bit more muted than my Sim 2, but it it sounded like a driver. It it didn't didn't sound clacky or anything like that. I was super impressed. So um, very, very excited to to hit, you know, stealth more and, and dive into the whole, you know, kind of catalog. I think the the big part of this is okay, not only the sound, not only the carbon face, but the idea of the bigger face, which I just mentioned mm-hmm. it in a second ago, because more surface area means more forgiveness, higher and lower and right to left. We didn't see that with the original sim model. The original sim, well, this you know, the yeah, the original sim model was very shallow, had a relatively forward center of gravity, but it was like workable, still pretty forgiving, still pretty stable. We saw more stability with the stim too. But the problem is, if you look back at drivers that had these really deep faces, uh, a good example would be like the Cleveland, you know, the, I think it was called the Retro or like the, it looked, they made it look like a persimmon driver. Like oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I think it was the Cleveland, launcher. The Cleveland Classic? Classic. That's it. Thanks, Mike. Massive club yeah. face on this thing. It was huge. Huge. Just, this is so deep. It was insane. And like, it's a great driver thing is fast thing is forgiving but the problem is as soon as you start to miss around the club face you start to lose forgiveness because a lot of the weight is tied up in that club face because it's taking a beating it's hitting golf balls at you know 150 miles an hour well yeah maybe not for most people let's say 100 miles an hour 100 to 100 if we're talking tour pros we're talking 120 miles an hour right so because of that the i you you can't really you know go so far when it comes to forgiveness because there's so much weight forward you can do what you can you can scoop it out like the high bore was or something like that, but you can't get that much out of it. Uh, and, you know, we've seen this with other companies in the past, like the Callaway C4, which, and we're going to talk about some Callaway stuff. They just launched all of their stuff as well. Uh, but when it comes to this face, being able to make it bigger, makes it more forgiving, but it doesn't sacrifice the MOI. And in fact, this is their highest MOI driver they've ever created. And they've done it with a face that is, is I think, I don't remember the exact number, but it's a, it's a substantial number different bigger 
than the previous model. And to me, I think that is the biggest thing for players that struggle to miss around the club face. We see it all the time in fittings. That's the advantage, isn't it? hundred percent. I think one thing too, that, you know, like you said earlier, Oh, 10 yards longer, 15 yards longer, you know, yes, you will pick up some, some distance from these drivers. I mean, I can't guarantee you're going to pick up 40 yards, but depends on the model of driver you come from or the, or the poorly fitted club that you're coming from. Uh, but you know, what, what interests, you know, myself and RB probably are the same is, you know, different materials and increasing MOI and, and creating drivers that are more forgiving, but still have a really clean player like profile. That's the stuff that excites us. That's the change that maybe the consumer doesn't see all the time. They just automatically in their head go, Oh, another driver by company a, another driver by company B. Yes, there is drivers that come out every year, but generally there's some pretty good new technology in there. That's, that's making it the reason why it's coming out. I can guarantee you if there was, if all engineers were out of ideas, they would not release another driver. I guarantee you they'd all be fired, but they would not release another driver. <laughs> and you know, the, the other part of this too is, and, and you, you mentioned it there really is the fact that the people who are, are gaining distance are not people who bought a driver last year. No. Like very clearly, like, you know, let's be honest here. Like the, the reason Formula One drivers drive the newest cars because they have to drive the newest cars, you know? And, uh, you know, part of the reason why tour players use the newer technologies because not only does it, it benefit them when they do miss hit the golf club, but, you know, many times they're contractually obligated to try the new stuff. And if it does perform better, they use it, right? 100%. Um, if you haven't seen one of the new videos yet, head over to the YouTube page. But uh, Tomo from TaylorMade talks, Tomo Bicestead talks about the, the new stealth fairywood and someone like DJ. So don't get me wrong. Matt's already, Matt, Matt's in the video hitting it. He's crushing it. You you can check out the numbers yourself. It's fine. He hits it a long way. Everyone knows Matt hits a long way. Let's, we don't need to get down that rabbit hole way further than all of us. But what he talked about was, you know, when DJ, who's already a low spin fairwood player gets that club with a low loft or like even in the standard three wood loft, he's like, well, yeah, DJ can hit this fairywood at, you know, whatever, a hundred and let's say I'm making up numbers, but 175 miles an hour ball speed or 170 miles an hour ball speed and launched it at 2,400 spin. Well, guess what, folks? He's going to go, that's great, but that doesn't help me. Yeah. It really doesn't help. Like, well, how do I, how do I play that? I might as well just use a driver because driver's bigger, it's more forgiving. And basically I've just created a small driver that like, it doesn't, doesn't create any advantage because he's very fast. But what it does allow is for people that do need that lower spin because they're mishitting it, maybe lower on the club face, or it allows players like you know, DJ, for example, to play more loft, keep the spin down and be able to launch it higher. Because as I mentioned on Twitter, you know, last week, one of the most underrated things that people don't look at or bad fitters don't look at is descent angle when it comes to irons, but they need to look at that at fairy woods as well. If you're someone who's using those fairy woods to approach par fives, to be able to launch it higher, land it softer is extremely crucial to be able to hold the greens. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. Now that I picked up a little bit of speed, that definitely helps to being able to hit those fairywoods in. Cause I used to play like a 12 degree fairywood and yeah, it'd be great. It could hit it 265 yards, but it rolled 30 yards or yeah, it didn't, yeah. it didn't lay, it didn't carry. I should say, I should note, although it didn't carry 265 yards, sure. it would get there. So like, you know, the ponds at the front of the green, I'm going in the pond or I'm laying up really is the goal yeah, of this yeah. whole thing. Um, now the other part of this too is the fairywoods, right? So we've got, the adjustable titanium one, which still utilizes V steel technology, and it has more carbon on top. Now it doesn't have a carbon face in the fairywood, but one of the cool things that I, I know I liked 
is the adjust is the alignment on top. Mm-hmm. Did you did you like the look of that thing? Because I know for me, like again, I use the leading edge. It's not really like a thing that like I it jumped out at me because I thought it was cool because I know a lot of people struggle with it. But I think for me, it's not like a big deal. But I know for a lot of players who like I see players all the time and they they can't line up the fairway to save their life. They might as well be. They need like a it's like a blade putter with someone who you know can't aim putter. Yeah, I mean. I can barely line up 14 clubs in my golf bag. So it doesn't matter if it's one fairy wood. The alignment's different. I mean, and you know, it's funny over the last, it's going to sound kind of weird, but over the last five years, like you kind of start to see trends this time of year, or maybe a couple months ago, you see a spy photo of a new club and 60% of the audience goes, that's ugly. You go through the comments. That's ugly. M3. That's ugly. M5. That's ugly. Epic, that's ugly. Rogue, that's ugly. Until you get into like January when you see a couple guys on tour use it, and then you see some guys that are reviewing it, and then guys have a chance to hit it. Then all of a sudden people forget that, oh, it's the white driver. Oh, it's the, you know, funny alignment. I've had guys, my my neighbor for, is one of them. He sent me a message. He's like, how, like, what do you think of the look? He's like, I can't stand it. I'm like, I like it. I think it, it looks good. It's different. Um, so I'm not, I'm not against it. Um, you know, you just have to listen, if it's going to make me play better golf, I will use any alignment aid that you got out on the market right now. The two that I can think of, which is always like a funny thing for me is the Maverick. The, the mm-hmm. and I, I, I can distinctly remember people, if people may or may not know, but I used to work for golf WRX, big equipment website. And the first spy photos of that Maverick came out and people were like, that is the ugliest orange color I've ever seen. It's ugly. It's terrible. Look at the bottom of this thing. What are these little ribs? What do these lines mean? Uh, another one too, not to pick on Callaway, is the TaylorMade 760. Mm. They did a live Instagram to launch that golf. I remember this. They launched that golf club with a live Instagram with Jason Day. And I don't actually think that Jason had seen those golf clubs before. And he was like, Maybe, maybe he did, maybe he didn't see a finished product or not, but he was hitting it and he's like, yeah, but the back of this thing looks kind of odd. And you're like, what? this guy's the promo guy. And like, now, if you talk to people, you talk to fitters, you talk to tailor-made people, 760 was underrated, like extremely I, underrated. I would say one of the best irons they've made in the last five years. I actually kick myself for not playing 760s the year they were out. And I remember seeing the video when they did that live Instagram um, with Jason day and I screenshot, I still have the screenshot on my phone. And I, I think I said to one of the guys at the shop, I was like, man, I want a set of those irons. And I can't remember the irons I played that year instead of seven sixties, but I still kick myself for <laughs> not using P seven sixties at the time. Cause they were really good. And it was, I know there were, there were jokes about the square strike because the images didn't do them justice for what they look like and all this stuff. And that's where, and you know what? I did this on Instagram last week as well. Uh, I like doing it once in a while and I find it a lot, a lot of, cause a lot of fun because the idea is you post a picture from an address, address picture of an iron. I'm a big, I'm an iron nerd. I like irons. Mm-hmm. And so I, I done it a little, I've done it you know, a number of times with different clubs and it's always fun. You do old Nike stuff or you use it, whatever it happens to be. But this time, which I'd done in the past, I used these, well, this time it's a new model is the 623 CB from new level. Mm. So smaller direct to consumer company, make some really good product. New irons look really good from the back as well. Like if we're talking about the cavity design and all these different things that look really cool. And I posted a picture from a dress and people were like, it's a title. It's 100. It's a, it's a Callaway, all the Callaway stuff. Callaway irons look fairly distinctive from a dress. 
but I got everything from like, oh, it's a it's a custom Mizuno because of the straight top line. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. A few people said new level, they didn't get the exact model. And then eventually I was like, it's new level. People, some people thought it was Haywood. Some people thought it was the sub 70. And the whole reason I do this is because it goes to show that once it's in the address position, it doesn't matter what the back looks like. And if it performs, why do you care? Like to your point, one of the irons I can always think of is the because they came out mid mid line, which again I'm I'm Mizuno. I everyone knows I like Mizuno stuff, so that's fine. But it was the the original Mizuno Hot Metal Pro because I always liked the idea of the Hot Metal or like the idea of forgiving golf clubs. The Pro came out and I was like, this is I I like I I got to try these things. You know, mm-hmm. I really I really want to try. I played those things for two like almost a year and a half, which to me is a lot long time. I still got them. They still get a lot of play when it's, you know, a little damp outside, like that wider sole because they look clean from a dress. They don't have a lot of offset and they go like freaking stink. Yeah. They sound as, as like solid or like, you know, as soft as like other stuff. No side by side. When you're on the golf course, you just grab a seven iron and a seven iron. You don't care. It sounds freaking great when it gets, you know, it ends up within your tighter dispersion when you smash one off the toe. So those kind of things I think are really important. And Speaking of game improvement irons, the next one I want to talk about is the stealth because what they've done is and we're going to get, we're going to run down the Callaway line as well. Um, you know, maybe we're rambling a little bit because we're, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here. And, but with you know, this is okay. Okay. Break pause for a second. We're golf equipment nerds ourselves. And we're very lucky to be able to share this information and help other golfers absorb it, understand it. And then we get to apply it as well as all of our fitters to golfers in base. So that's why, you know, we get excited about this stuff. This is like the new Apple launch. If you're like an Apple nerd, right? This is our WWDC worldwide developer conference. This is the worldwide. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually, I I just looked up the, uh, I looked up the trade-in value on my, I think three-year-old Apple the other day. I was like, oh, maybe I should look up what a new one is. And I thought, you know, trade-in values. Everyone talks about trade-in values in golf clubs. I was like, yeah, I might hold on to this one for a little while longer because yeah, it's, yeah. it's not very good. But anyways, um, game improvement iron from uh, TaylorMade. You know, is it the, is it the sexy thing? No, but there's a lot of technology. They pack. Do they pack a lot of technology in a blade? No, it looks cool. It sounds yeah. great. Feels great. There's not a lot of tech there. What we're talking about here is an iron that again, the and what's the what's the big thing? What's what is it called? The, the carbon toe cap, right? So they've replaced yeah. pieces of steel that would be on this iron to make the center of gravity just like a driver lower, deeper to launch it higher and land it softer. Cause that's, is that the, would you think that's one of the most important things that people don't understand is like, you can talk about distance. You can gain as much freaking distance as you want, but if you can't stop it on a green, it's useless. I think the other thing too, RB is like, everyone talks about all oh, the lofts are jacked, the lofts are jacked. Yes. There are some strong lofted golf clubs out there. I'm not disagreeing with those, but the stealth iron is a is a pretty jack lofted club, but it's still launching higher and landing softer like it would if you had, you know, traditional lofts, which is which is amazing. I mean, we were uh, one of our fitters, Patrick. He hit the stealth iron in the bay um, the day we had some of the stuff. He was in the forearm. I think he had the forearm like two hundred sixty five yards or two hundred seventy <laughs> yards. Um, so yeah, obviously it's you know strong lofted, very lightweight. It was a 85 gram react shaft in there. So, you know, Patrick's a big lad. He can, you know, he can swing it. He could participate in the Highland games if he wanted to. So but they're never um, going to get fit into that. Right. And that's, yeah, the key no, he'll never right. get fit into that. But 
when you can take a full rip at it and, and kind of see what you see on the fitter's face or like, holy heck, that's, that's really, really like hot. The lofts must be super strong. We're like, yes, they are. But now dial it back to someone who needs to be into that iron and the speed that they're coming into my dad, for an example, get into someone that iron, they can start hitting it higher and, and, you know, ultimately longer is it's a win-win. So, um, we know, haven't had uh, the game improvement iron from TaylorMade in our drawers for the last oh, since M. You know what? I don't think we've ever had the any game improvement TaylorMade iron in our drawer since we've opened TXG for a couple of reasons. But the stealth iron will be in the demo matrix this year. So excited to have that in there. I, for me, I think the the game improvement stuff is people talk, especially the loft thing. And like, if we want to, we don't, we're not going to go down the loft Jack rabbit hole here because I think that it's been, it's been discussed many times discussed for the last decade, basically. But uh, one of the things that I think is really important and exactly to your point is, you know, there's two sides to this. There's the, there's the slower player that has something that's super low center of gravity to get that still gets the golf ball up. And then there's the speedy players, like a guy like Bryson who plays a 43 degree pitching wedge because he's so fast. He creates so much uh, spin that the center of gravity of that golf club needs to be where it is. And the lofts need to be jacked to create the, the proper flight window. And to me at this point in my, you know, however long I've been in the golf club industry, which is, you know, getting close to 20 years now, the idea of law, like numbers on the bottom of the soul, I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Like I do, I mean, you can fit with a seven iron, you fit with a six iron. It doesn't matter. The goal is to optimize the numbers that I see on a launch monitor. And if I can create the proper descent angle, I can get it to stop at the right, like the right amount. Then that's all I'm really ever worried about. You know, when it comes to a, a seven iron, I want it to stop. I want to have a certain amount of stopping power. I want it to come in at a certain angle. And for a driver, I want it to go as far as possible. And I want it to come in at maybe a little shallower angle because i wanted to roll a little bit now you start dialing that back as you get into your higher lofted clubs but you just have to think about what you're trying to do with every single golf club and i think that's the most important thing and as far as i'm concerned you know we covered a lot of this a lot of this tailor-made stuff so now we have to get to you know the more i would say i would want to say more important thing but i want to say just the next one because these are the two these are the big guys right as far as you know the other big guys titleist I don't have anything new right now as far as Woods is concerned. TSI won the driver count a number of times during the PGA Tour. Let's not forget, they're still out there. They're still, still a current product. But the Cali Rogue ST. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the benefits that the Rogue has, and they've finally done it this year, just completely launched originally right off the bat, is they have four drivers. Uh, you know, this all comes, and they, they've done some more with the Fairy Woods as well. But let's let's talk about the four driver my, models, Mike. I'll let you take it from here because I've done a lot of talking at this point. Yeah, I mean, as we're recording this podcast, I have uh, the Rogue stuff in my living room currently. Um, it was dropped off this morning by our rep and uh, was looking through through some stuff uh, after he left, just kind of looking at the drivers. I mean, I've seen the drivers, but this time they were shafted up, so gave him a little swing on the front lawn. And um, you know, they I, I think the you know they're three lineup drivers which is generally max max ls and the max d great drivers they they did really well for epic the rogue are going to be awesome they've got a little bit more um weight back so it's increasing again moi and and it's real like i think their stuff's really really impressive ai face all that the rogue st triple diamond sits about five thousand degrees open (laughs) 
looks like the size of a golf ball. It is a player's driver 100%, but I still think it's going to be super forgiving for a lot of players. And and I kind of looked at it and here was my thoughts with, with Triple Diamond. Triple Diamond was something that people like us could offer and you could order it and it's like a tour issue only thing. Um, it was a little bit more expensive. They've had them for a couple of years. I mean, there was, I think the year of Maverick, there was 18 iterations of triple diamond available on tour it was it was insane so there was that craze like i want a triple diamond it's hard to get it's hard to I find want a two I, diamond i want a one diamond. yeah i, I want, want a, a one di- diamond i want a slash diamond i want two diamonds i want a pearl whatever you want now you can go off the rack or come into a place like us test a triple diamond order a triple diamond build you a triple diamond um does it devalue the triple diamond at first i thought yes then when I looked at this thing, I was like, okay, there's something different here. It, it does have a very small profile. Um, it looks extremely, extremely good. The face is ridiculously deep. Um, it just looks like it packs a punch. But I think too, like this is a competitor driver to TSI three. Um, it's going to be a competitor to, um, I'm going to go G425 LST um, I think it's, I think it's going to be a really, really popular driver for a lot of people. I think that, I think it's going to, it's going to fight TSI three big, uh, in 2022. So all four drivers, um, are awesome. They look great, but this rogue ST triple diamond is, uh, it, it looks really, really good. And as, as far as technology is concerned, we've got the, uh, jailbreak. We've got carbon on the crown to make it lighter. We've got the same adjustability in the hosel. Uh, we've got new AI face, which I think is always really cool. But the one thing to me that is, you know, always this, especially the story now with the with the new Callaway stuff, is always the idea of the perfitting for performance. Now we're going to get to Fairy Woods in a moment, and because before it used to be they they'd only offer like two models, right? And they've they've slowly expanded that and expanded that because. It comes down to, I know we talked with Johnny Wonder about this in the past. Everyone thinks that like the guys on tour or the players on tour, especially we, we say guys on tour, not because the the players on say the LPGA tour don't do this, but their speeds are different. So that's why we talk about this. Cause it's not like we're just excluding one sector of players or the other, but they're not looking for spin. That's like, you know, 1800. Cause if you miss one on a good one at 1800, well then you drops to 1200 and it falls out of the sky. What we've done is we're not, we, what they've done is they've created consistency around all of these products and something like the, you know, the triple diamond, just like in, in previous models is to create stability with a look and workability all in the same package, because similar to the TSI three, which I think is just, again, still a fa- like a fantastic looking driver and fantastic performing driver is that, you know, it's one thing to, you know, and again, to go back to like a driver model, like previous, 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 the SL, if you hit an SLDR on the screws, that thing is so freaking long because it doesn't spin. It just wants to launch high and it doesn't want to spin. You ask anybody who had an SLDR 460 and you hit one of those off the toe at hundred miles an hour, that thing was going to hook on you almost 100%. all the time because there was no stability built into that thing was built entirely for distance, great for tour players, not necessarily so great for average tour players. You saw the same thing with like the R15, although it had the adjustability, 
that was great, but you know, you still didn't get that. And I, I know some players, some really good players. We, one of our fitters, John Swatsky, he had one of those drivers and he used to smoke that thing. Now yeah, he's also yeah. a very, very good player. Hits it off the middle. You give it to a higher handicap player. They're not going to perform the same way. Just like with the iron, just like what we talked about in the past, everything about these golf clubs, a lot of the about everything about this is about performance when you miss it. And it's about gaining performance when you miss it and maximizing those things. And the other part of this too, which I think is really cool. They've got a bit of a, you know, from the marketing speak, you know, F1's hot right now, <laughs> really hot right now for, you know, whoever was it, Will Farrell from uh, Zoolander is uh, the F1. You know, we, we talked, they, they've worked, Cali loves Cali collaboration, you know, Boeing yeah. before they did that. Um, and this one's all about, you know, they, they talked to F1 teams, they talk about performance. I know uh, who was, it was Cobra a couple of years ago with the uh, speed zone. It was about, we're talking about cars. It's like a car. We're trying to, you know, maximize every element of this, but I actually think this is really cool. And we will have images of this, Mike, I believe you have the cutouts with you right now mm-hmm. is casting technology when it comes to actually like casting titanium and casting these 3d parts is ridiculously good yeah to the point where like everything is really clean if you ever cut an old like five tailor made 580 open right everyone talked that was a really good driver if you cut one of those things open you'll find like loose weld pieces you'll find extra mass around the club it's not that it wasn't good it was just like that was the performance at the time that's what you got out of it you look inside of one of these things now you got basically serial numbers not even etched into this thing. Like if they're cast into these driver heads, to know which mold they came out of to know all of these things. It's so tight that when they were able to cast this unibody of this frame with the face and the back and the jailbreak and all this stuff as one, which is just fascinating to see, you realize like they are saving every possible, they've saved, you know, eight grams, 10 grams, 11 grams, 12 grams from like around this head by utilizing this technology of manufacturing it's not even the ability to use ai but it's the actual man like if you can't man you can think of anything you want but if you can't manufacture it then you're you're pooped it doesn't matter you can conceptualize anything you want yeah the cutaway i was looking at today i mean i mean i've probably got some cutaways in the, in the basement somewhere too from events and stuff like that but the cutaway i had i was looking at a rogue st today i was obviously i look at welds because that's just like geeky thing and you want to make sure <laughs> that the quality is as good as what we're we're fitting our customers to but I mean, you barely saw where there was weld. The biggest thing that, you know, I always forget is how paper thin these drivers are. And it's because it's all carbon. Um, but even in the areas where there's titanium and stuff like that, I mean, it's, you feel like you could just literally like crush the driver with your hand. But when we have, you know, a full driver on the build bench or in a fit, and you're, you, you almost forget about these little things. And the cutaways are great for, for me to look at and you to look at and staff to look at and get a feel. And I, it sounds really weird, but like stick their hands into the product to understand that, okay, there's a lot of cool technology that's built into this driver to make it a better driver for whatever year it is, 2022, 23, 24. Um, so yeah, looking at the cutaway today, I was like, man, this thing is just, it's like a sticky note thick. Um, and it's, it's impressive. Very, very impressive. And yeah, it's it's all about geometry. It's about being able to maximize kind of every component of this thing. And I think that's the really thing that's cool. I remember golf, like big box golf retail. I know I reference it a lot, but first time a carbon crown like popped off a driver, everyone gathered around. Like it was, it was like, what's what's inside? Like what yeah. is in this thing? And you're like, this is cool. Like this is what I want to see. I want to see what goes into making one of these things. And we, I think we were like, it was under warranty or whatever. So like the customer got a new one and. We, we just kept it around because we thought it was cool to look at. Like you don't get, you didn't at the time, you didn't really get to get an inside look at that stuff because to be honest, no. there wasn't much to show. 
nowadays, like it's fascinating. It's actually really, really neat to see inside of it. And another thing that's got, and they look, there's irons. We're going to touch a little bit on the irons. We can touch a little bit on the hybrids because it's a lot of a very similar story to what we talked about before maximizing performance in a smaller shape, creating forgiveness. But the big one is, and I think this is where Callaway's really excelled the last couple of years. TaylorMade has offered the adjustable and the unadjustable fairway. Taylor or Callaway has offered an adjustable fairway on tour in some rare cases. But one of the things that they've done, and I think they've done a really good job of this. And you know, we talked about you know what's popular in the fitting bay, Mike, is they don't do adjustable fairy woods. They offer a number of different models, and very similar to the driver minus the triple diamond, they've got three op- options here for fitting different players. And let's run through them because I think again, once again, you know, in in Callaway's like defense, you know, if I'm, if I'm not picking a side here, but they make some of the freaking fastest fairy woods that are out there and very, yeah. very forgiving. And I think they've stepped it up here again by utilizing multi material, which in many cases is using more expensive materials to be able to produce something that's going to offer forgiveness. Yeah. Go back to a few years ago quickly. I mean, I think from the first time I really, you know, got to test some Callaway stuff, X hot, really good. X hot two, really good. Um, XR, XR 16. I think XR 16, we had that. That was our first year we opened TXG. And and honestly, every man, woman, and child that came into that fitting studio, they were leaving with XR16 fairway woods. I mean, it was it was point and shoot. My dad still has an XR16 um kind of high loft to three wood. The thing was was unbelievable. And again, looking at these clubs today when they were dropped off, uh, again, seeing them shafted up. Obviously, we've seen just head only for the last couple months, but seeing them shafted up, they looked great and they screamed speed. And and that probably sounds silly to say, but there's something that sometimes you look at a golf club and you're like, man, that looks fast. It looks forgiving. It looks like you get to the turf really easy. So, um, you know, three, three rogue ST fairway woods, obviously the max, the max D and the max LS, the LS head is so nice. And when I saw it actually RB, I was thinking of you, I was like, if you don't have one of these in your bag, for 2022, I would be shocked because um, it's just right up your wheelhouse. Just that little lower spinning model um, and really, really like compact shape. So again, like I said, super excited for all the rogue fairy woods. I you know I'm a big fairy. Well, I want to say I'm a big fairy wood guy. It's not like I like go through a lot of this stuff, but uh, I think the big thing for me has always been playability. And you know, I've I've been a, I've used tailor-made fairways for a long time. I've got a uh, Titleist as well. I think they've done some really good job with their fairways. I like a strong fairywood too, which is really important for me because I create terrible impact dynamics with my fairywood. So I need something that helps keep the spin a little bit lower. And uh, the new stuff looks really good. And the big thing is, I think, I think you mentioned it is like the X hot and the X two hot XR 16. They had this standing wave in that what they, the big part of that was, you know, which is kind of, if you look at it now, it literally is like this, this like kind of mass just behind the club face. Cause they, they wanted the face to rebound. They wanted the face to be able to move. And it was this mass that kind of just sat there close to the face, but not like super close to the face, really low in the club head. You still had the channel on the bottom, but now they've got, they've got jailbreak. They've got the, the carbon toe on a lot of these models here to again, allow for saving mass, saving weight, putting it low, moving it back. But the other part of this, and this is, you know, superhero wise, they've got, what do they call it? Bat, Batman, the Batman, Batwing. Batwing on the, on the weighting on the heel and toe. So 
this to me is uh, just like a lot of things I talked about earlier, just from a reference standpoint, right? Like the glory driver from TaylorMade was released in Japan. They kind of tuned it for slower swing speeds, had a carbon club face on it. So it's not like completely new, but it wouldn't, if you gave that thing to Dustin Johnson, he'd blow that driver head up. Literally, that's exactly what happened. If you look at the super hybrid, the original one from a couple of years ago, tungsten, heel, toe, this thing was, you know, to the max field. It was an extremely expensive golf club, maxed out with as much technology as they possibly could. And you see this progression that allows players and allows fitters to let players gain distance. And again, one thing I always like to stress, if you got fit last year for golf clubs, are you going to see a huge performance advantage? Mm, maybe not. Probably not, to be completely honest with you. Maybe a little bit, especially on your miss hits. But if you haven't been fit for a golf club for five to 10 years, which I think is what, what the general process is for a lot of people, you're going to see big results. And I, I think that's important to stress for a lot of people because, you know, I think people that are coming in now for fairways are coming in maybe with those X hots, right? Like, what do you see when you, when you like, you're not seeing people come in last year and expecting 15 yards. You have, you see people coming in 10 to even sometimes 15 years and they've got a, a 906 Titleist. or they've got a, a Callaway from, five, 10 years ago. And you're like, we're going to pick, we're going to pick up some yardage today, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and we do sometimes see some old stuff like an X-Hawk come in and go, Oh boy, this is going to be a, this is going to be a tough one to beat. But um, yeah, we, we see, we see quite a bit. I, I will tell you, we, we do have the, a core group of customers that, I mean, you know, SIM TI, SIM TI was out, SIM 2 TI was out, and now the Stealth TI is out. I mean, they're going to want it, whether it's, you know, two yards, one yard, half a yard, or just mentally having a new club. I mean, hey, I, I love those type of people. But, um, you know, generally, we we do start to see now at this time, we start to see guys come in with a lot of Rogue stuff, you know, original Rogue, which is crazy to say, you know, original Epic, Epic Flash, um, even GBB stuff, and still some XR if we're, you know, talking the Callaway line. So, we start to see a lot of that come through the shop and, you know, we can start to go head to head like, Hey, this is original rogue from 2000 and whatever year that was 18. And then here's, here's kind of it's new big brother rogue ST and you can compare them. And if you can start to see some differences, that's when it kind of clicks for a lot of customers. And they've done a really good job. So again, if we look at different, like probably again, Titleist, TaylorMade, Cobra, a lot of these companies are offering adjustable fairways because Callaway doesn't do that. They're doing a strong lofted. They're doing a traditional lofted three. They're doing a higher lofted three wood, four wood, basically. Um, five woods, seven woods, nine woods in some of the models, right? Like this is a fitting opportunity for people that need the help with their fairy woods. And I think, again, that's that's probably one of the things I always want to stress. Like, look, I'm never going to sit here and tell you you're going to come in here and you're going to pick up a whack load of yardage with your golf club from last year. You're just, you're not, unless you were completely misfit or like you've gained a lot of speed, it's just not going to happen. But what we're seeing is a progression year over year over year for those who, you know, haven't bought in a couple of years, just like if you know, you're buying a car, I talked about earlier, a computer, whatever it happens to be, this is where you're going to see, Oh wow. There is a big performance jump. I thought I was doing good with what I had. Have it be my computer, my whatever, you know, car. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're like, wow, this is insane. We got, a, we got a newer used car recently. I can't believe the, the, the fuel economy on this thing. We're talking like, you know, four or five years older than our, our previous car. And you're like, wow, this is actually insane. Like the fuel economy on this, right? I didn't expect it. I didn't expect a big jump like that. But now, you know, you, you realize, okay, well, you know, 
technology has evolved quite a bit. And you see that with these golf clubs, especially when you, you know, you mash one off the toe with one of your old fairy woods. And now you're like, Oh, I hit the green, <laughs> not the same as it used to be. Seriously. And then we've got the three models carrying through to the hybrids, which is Callaway as well. I think the big one is, and Callaway stresses this from a fitting story. We've talked about it already here. And that is the, the light models because it's, People think, again, stronger lofted irons are great to a certain point, but you still need to be able to launch it high. And at certain points, there's a point of diminishing. certain point for different players, there's a point of diminishing return for being able to launch it high and land it soft. But in some of these hybrids, they've got down to like, I think there's an eight iron. Did I I see an eight iron on one of them? Which is insane to say. But like, if you need help and you hit your driver 175 yards, Mrs. Vandekamp, no offense, but like you want all the help you can get. They're giving it to you in these in these irons. Yeah, I think you know, um, you know these even the max. You know, sometimes when you get to this OS stuff or the lighter stuff in in lines, they they kind of start to take a little bit of technology away. Um, you know, you don't get like AI and you don't get maybe speed you know speed frame or anything like that. But in these ones, you get full jailbreak, which is which is awesome. You know, they're not they're not kind of limiting someone's ability to hit it further and, and more consistent and stable. You know, something, like I said, when you get into this higher game improvement stuff, it kind of limits your technology, but not with this stuff. So I, I would agree. And, you know, having the little bit lighter head weight, I think is going to be great, especially in the fitting facilities where, you know, we can offer that little bit higher lofted um, option in a hybrid and, and, you know, Hey, if you get into an eight hybrid, you get into an eight hybrid, as long as whatever's going to get the ball in the hole, the fastest, whether it's a, you know, great for juniors or ladies, or even some seniors. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm on board with you. I like this max OS light. I just, I just think it's undervalued because everyone, I used to use this analogy all the time. Like, you know, if, if a car company launches a line of cars, everyone goes immediately to the supercar. It was like, Oh, it's sexy. It looks cool. It's as fast, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, a lot of people are buying the minivans <laughs> because the yep. minivan is practical. It offers your fuel economy. It's it's safe if you happen to get into a collision, which you know, one never really wants. No one ever wants to miss hit the golf ball, but, you know, you're going to miss it. You're going to get that forgiveness out of it. Forgiveness, safety, whatever you want to kind of draw the comparison there. And it's going to fit more people from a minivan perspective and also, you know, just an easier to hit golf club, right? There's not a lot of scratch golfers running around compared to 10 to 15 to 20 handicaps. And it doesn't get the same attention, but I think we need to put the attention on it because it is something that, you know, we, a lot of times people do gloss over it, but in the fitting bay, when golfers are coming in and they're looking at it and maybe it's not you, the listener, maybe it's a friend of yours or a parent or someone, or someone who's just getting into the game over the last couple of years. And they're looking at something that's going to be like, well, what is actually going to help me? This is stuff that's going to help. It's like, well, I don't see the tour players using it. So yeah, it's because it's not designed for tour players, folks. Like that's the whole point, right? Uh, and, that, and that I think is, is very important to stress because, you know, when it comes to these golf clubs, being able to hit it high, land it soft and get those, get that help when you miss it, which you're going to miss it. Everyone misses it. I miss it. You miss it. Not to speak for you, Mike, but I'm sure you miss it. I miss Everyone it. misses it. So it's all about being able to help with this stuff. And now the last but not least, you mentioned getting the ball in the hole for Callaway. This is a big push for them. I know they've done it over the last number of years. Uh, they've been called out in the past. They're actually literally putting something on the box about this at this point now. 
and they've got new golf ball models. Now we know Johnny Wonder, our friend Johnny Wonder over at Callaway. We all know him, a good friend of ours. Uh, he's been pushing this LS ball on everybody. And if you follow him on social media, if he doesn't recommend you this LS ball, maybe there's something wrong with him. Maybe he's not feeling great that day. But they've got three new golf ball models out. So they're updating the Chrome Soft. And I, what I like about Callaway at this point is, you know, they settled on a line. They settled on a name. They settled on things. So when customers are looking for stuff, they know what they're looking for. Because yeah. to me, that was the most confusing thing. Uh, does anyone remember the SR3? Yeah. yeah. Am, I get, well, I am I getting blank stares? I remember, of- I remember that. Uh, I remember that golf ball. When that came out, it was like everyone had to play that ball. SR, I loved the SR3. And like, if you were to look for that now, people were like, what golf? Like a non-golfer wouldn't even know what you're talking about. You say Pro V1 over the last 20 years, everyone knows what you're talking about, right? And I think at this point, Chrome, Chrome, like Chrome Soft has become like that for Callaway. People recognize, just like TV for TaylorMade. People recognize, Strixon Z-Star, we're Canadian Z-Star. Like people recognize those names. And I think Callaway's done a really good job, not only with branding, but also offering really high performance golf balls. They've invested a whack ton of money into their golf balls. And the biggest thing is, you know, X-raying every single golf ball, like 3d X-raying every single golf ball that goes through a little behind the curtain here. And you'll hear this from people there. They they used to do it with some models of golf balls. They didn't do with everyone. They do with every golf ball. Every single golf ball that rolls out that line goes through these machines. The truth is just to give you an idea. I visited the factory in the past. I got to see the truth is things. These things, the little printer, those things are really cool. They brought like one in as an experiment to see what would happen when they did these things. Mm-hmm. Then a year they had 17 of these machines. Yeah. You know, they used to have like one of these things for like, you know, some runs or whatever it happens to be. They've got, you know, 15 or 10 of these, these x-ray machines now. Like they've just, they've invested. The goal is to offer consumers the absolute best product possible. I'm not saying this as a shill. I'm telling you what they're telling us, which, you know, maybe that does maybe sound like a shill, but I, I've seen it, right? They've spent a ton of money. And they're not just spending this money so they can just say they spent this money. Like it, it is one of those things. It's one of those elements of the production side, just like we talked about the drivers. So we talked about the carbon face, all of these things. And I think we're going to hear this kind of story too at the SM9. Just going to give that the little tease there. The more you check along the way, the better the product is at the end result. And the better that is for you, the consumer, when it comes to quality control and performance on the golf course. Now, last but not least, I think you've got some of these too, Mike. Let's talk about the two long putters. Got a lot of yeah, cool actually, I've, got, I've got a couple of them. I've got their um, the new TriHot 5K. I've got an 11 and I've got some Toulons. I mean, the Toulon stuff, a Toulon's a Toulon. It looks great, 100%, you know, meld. It, it, it looks awesome. Uh, very similar shape to something that I have coming. Um, the 5K is what is super impressive to me. It looks great. It's super heavy, which I like. I like a heavy putter. Um, it is a blade putter with super high MOI. Um, so people that shouldn't be using a blade can now use a blade um, and hopefully make some more putts. There's a ton of tungsten you on it. You mean should use know. a mallet. I want to clarify. You mean should use Sorry. a mallet. Going, yes, yeah. people that oh, should gotcha. use a mallet, but they want to use a blade, you can now use a blade because this 5K is super forgiving. I mean, um, I'm your game improvement host here, Mike. I'm helping you with the forgiveness yeah. here. The uh, I remember when we were looking at this, there's a ton of tungsten in this putter. Um, it's just super heavy. It looks awesome. Um, there's a bunch of different shapes on it. Um, and then the Odyssey 11 kind of has their white hot insert, but it's also got this, um, 
you know, super high MOI as well. Again, machine milled mallet, which is, uh, which is really cool. So again, exciting line from, from their putters. They've got like a, a wide blade. They've got kind of that old Steve Stricker look to it as well. Um, just, just really, really pumped for these putters. We will have these in demo matrix as soon as possible. Cause I think this is going to be a very popular putter for us this year. The Trihot was a big name for Callaway years ago. I know long time now, but like KJ Choi used one with the original super stroke, the one that you screwed to the golf shaft. I don't know if anyone even remembers that go try and find one on Getty images, whatever. Um, but this, this was a putter line that used a lot of technology and they've had, they've kind of like reintroduced the name a couple of times, like, you know, here and there, but the original tryout was white hot at that point. They didn't call it the OG, but the white hot insert uh, machined like middle port uh, part, like pl- I don't want to call it plate, but that was kind of the front of the putter. The back was all tungsten. And because of that, it, it created really high MOI and a very unique feel. They had like a, there was a, like a, there was a tri-hop black, I think it was. I know Poulter used one for a time. They've kind of gone through it, but they've never really kind of advanced the line as much as you would think they would, considering it was their premium technology-based putter. This is really cool. Like, again, we've seen this in the past where, uh, we sorry, I say past. We saw this like when they did get a chance to show this to us, a disassembled putter. Mm-hmm. And companies have tried this in different ways. I'm not saying there aren't other companies that do something similar, but... This to me is like probably one of the the options for those players that want forgiveness, but but want to play a blade, should be playing a mallet, right? It's like the game improvement golf club that doesn't look like a game improvement golf club. Like that's what this is, and I think you get the same feel that you're going to get with a lot of the other putters with the with the white hot OG insert, but you get a classic look. And the other thing too, and you hear this a lot, you know. Tony Covey from my golf spy always jokes about it all the time when he goes, but because you're gonna hear a lot about tungsten, 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 tungsten. Like when it comes to the periodic table of elements, you've got like gold, platinum, and then like high up there in the top five as far as things that are like stable elements. I think I'm pretty sure I'm already on that, is tungsten. Now we could put platinum in your potter. You're 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 probably not gonna want to have to go out and buy one of those things, but tungsten is still a relatively like compared to the other metals. And not a precious metal, but precious metal for other purposes, as far as weight is concerned. And there are different levels of purity when it comes to this, when it comes to producing like these parts of tungsten, right? It's mixed with other things. And I know, you know, when it comes to weighting golf clubs, I have used tung- annealed welding tungsten rods, like these little p- little tiny, tiny rods to create tip weights that are very customized. That's a, that's a sneaky little tip. I'm going to snip in there at the end of the podcast here. but it's it's like a very high level of purity of tungsten because it's used for welding. You need that. Yeah. That thing that stuff costs money. Like those when I do that, that's pretty expensive tip weights. For Callaway to use this level of tungsten and Titleist, I believe, uses something very similar in the T100 series iron. So, like, you know, they're kind of working in the same element of creating something that's very stable in a smaller shape. That's what that's what this comes from when as far as technology is concerned, and as far as utilizing manufacturing techniques, because the end of the day. As we've touched on this whole time, even when you miss it, we want you to hit it as close to the hole as humanly possible. Would it be a driver, yeah. fairwood, hybrid, irons, putter? That's the whole goal. Every single time. Strokes gained. It's science. It's math. Physics. You'll play better golf. Whatever. That's all it is. Um, so now, Mike, is there anything else you want to touch? Anything like what is what is the one thing you're most excited? I know you said the fairwood. Is it the Cali? Is it the Cali fairwoods for you that you're most excited about, or is it something else? You don't have to pick one. You can pick a couple things. 
Yeah, I mean, again, you know, <laughs> we are brand agnostic, but of course, I'm excited to see how the new TaylorMade stuff will do. Obviously, you have the ability, both drivers, you can customize them to any color you want, which an all black stealth would look pretty cool in the bag. Uh, but I will get fit for a driver. I I, I, I promise that. Um, you know, again, and and not because I was at the event, but then the new Cobra driver's got something special in it. It's it's different, completely different body. Feels good, sounds good, looks good. Um, there was uh, there's a little. I don't have a shaft for it, but there is a Callaway Apex iron uh, in here, um, and it is a basically TCB that will be available to the masses. So rather than kind of that, you know have to you can't really get a demo head or can't test it but we can sell it kind of thing well we'll have the new callaway apex iron I, it's literally called cali apex it's not like cali apex tcb or anything like that i'm pretty sure john rom is using them i'm pretty sure our friend johnny wonder has a set of them um but it looks really really clean so it's basically tcb a little less offset a little longer hosel now available uh for fitting so excited to have that in the drawer as well just threw little threw that in the end, Mike. Just, I know, I know. I just, I just remembered about it. He, our, our rep ran back to the car and he's like, "Oh, hold on a second. He grabs us and to be honest, I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about it. But I, I mean, who cares? Embargoes are embargoes. That's all over with now. He handed it to me and he's like, "I don't have a shaft for you to test. It's a fitting head, um, but you know, this is this is what we're coming out with." I was like, "Wow, that looks it looks super super clean." So again, excited to uh, to do some testing with those as soon as we can. Yeah, I think. Uh... To me, I, I just want to see, I want to see that. I want to see both these drivers shafted up like that, like both of them. Like to me, the Ferrywood in the LS from uh, Callaway, I know you said it was right in my wheelhouse. I think it is in my wheelhouse. Very excited to try it. Uh, I haven't used a bonded Ferrywood since an Adams F11 titanium, which was, by the way, I still think it was really sick Ferrywood. Um, but it's always fun to, to try these things out because, you know, we're always looking for performance. You know, it's, if you want to use the F1 analogy from Callaway, we are looking for every half second or every quarter second on every lap. Because when you take those laps and you race 55 to 70 laps, you know, it's your rounds of golf, it adds up really quickly. And that's the difference between sure. Mercedes and a Haas in, in 2021, right? Is all of these different elements go together in aerodynamics and blah, blah, blah. I know we're talking cars now, but all these things add up for perform per, for performance when it comes to your golf game. And over the course of a round and years of golf or, you know, the season of, of golf that you're playing those mishits that don't go as far offline, all of those things add up. And I think, you know, that's what we're sharing here. And I think hopefully everyone enjoys this. Um, we're going to do more of these deep dives. I know we got some Cobra stuff coming. We can't really talk about, we can talk about it. It's coming. Of course it's obviously coming, but uh, we'll be able to, we'll do something very similar for Cobra and some other lines when it comes out. And uh, you know, when we get to that. Well, we're excited to share it. So Mike, yep. This is a long one. You know, we, we don't, we dove deep. We got into a lot of stuff and I uh, hope everyone enjoys the videos. If you haven't had a chance to check them out yet, we've got some tailor-made stuff. Now our Cali stuff is all coming as well. Uh, just give people a heads up. We were going to go to an event. Unfortunately, the event was um, canceled because of, of COVID. Uh, so because of that, you know, we're trying, we've been trying our best to make sure we get as much uh, of this and share as much as we can as possible, which is part of the reason we're doing the podcast because we want to get that information out there. We want to talk about it because, we're golfers. We're excited. And, and we wanted to share it. So Mike, that was a blast. That was a lot of stuff we covered. Thank you, sir. That was fun. Happy new year again to everyone that's listening. Excited to, uh, to get the podcast up and running, hopefully more guests this year. Um, hopefully some just cool content and maybe record a few podcasts on the road. We'll see what happens, but 
excited to uh, excited to get back in the office. I've been crawling the walls here. Actually, went in a couple times um, just to sit in peace. So I'm excited <laughs> to get back to work. If I have one resolution for the podcast, we are definitely going to have more guests. We're going to dive into that a lot more. I'm not going to share anything right now, but uh, you know we are excited because I think there's there's a lot more, a lot of people to talk about, a lot of stuff to talk about within equipment and kind of outside of equipment from hopefully some players and designers and engineers and everyone else behind this stuff. And uh, we'll get into those. And uh, to everybody else, have a new year and uh, thanks for listening.